0: Hello and welcome to the Culture File Weekly with me, Luke Clancy, and a special all-dancing, all-dancing edition from this month's Dublin Dance Festival. Later on, we're going to be meeting Amala Dianor, the choreographer who's uniting dance scenes from across West Africa. And we'll be meeting Toby Omateso, the Limerick Street Dance King, planning on taking his art to the Olympics. And Louise Williams digs in with the struggle to turn dance into words. But we begin as this year's festival did with its new artistic director Jasmine Chiodi, an Argentinian dancer who's been based in Tipperary for the past 12 years. She talked to Files Louise Williams about her first steps in dance, her vision for the festival and what it means to connect once more with the bodies in the seats.
1: Five years old. Buenos Aires, Argentina. My mom took me to a dance class where all the children were rolling on the floor and expressing, and at the time it was called corporal expression, and the teacher is Maria Fuchs who is still alive. She's 100 years old. She was coming with all of this movement from Isadora Duncan, uh, expressionist uh, movement and the idea of feeling your body and sensing your body. And I was so tiny, and I was like, "Oh my God, this is not what I thought." And she said, "Try, and if you don't like it, then we go to ballet and stay there for nine years." I think this is what then my life is about. It's about almost transmitting how things circulate through my body, and and that's where the path then start to form. Uh, Maria Fox just only opened a door that probably it was simply dormant.
2: You're very poetic.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, I think there is something interesting growing up in Buenos Aires after the dictatorship and, you know, years of a lot of repression, repression on your bodies, repression on what you can say, how can you circulate, and for me those classes, and for my family, I suppose the time to send me to those classes, there was, was almost like a refuge. Life took me here, I, I, life I will say family, love, took me to Ireland to settle a family in Ireland and it was a bit scary in the beginning because I didn't know much of the Irish sector of contemporary dance, it's quite interesting to see that for the rest of Europe we don't hear much about Ireland and what is happening in Ireland and I met Liz Roche and she invited me to do a, a little workshop with her and that's how I started. There is a movement inside of contemporary dance lately that, you know, questioning a little bit the shape that is expected of a dancer. And also because more and more we are seeing the benefits of people in movement while ageing. I had uh, the opportunity to work with elderly women uh, inside of the A project for over three years we did projects, we did videos, they went on stage. And it's quite impressive for me the power that bodies have and how much we think that we don't have it on an, an us. And then when the body is being creatively encouraged to move, some kind of magic starts happening and vitality, youngness. Appears,
2: and then as somebody who has danced for decades, how does your relationship with dancing, with performance, and with the audience, how has that evolved over your decades?
1: (laughs) That's a nice question. I think the more mature dancer I became, more free I became. I say sometimes this, you know, I'm glad to not be the age that that I was before. I'm 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 glad to be now uh, 46. Proud to be the age that I have means what you do, what you provoke, what you move into people is very special. So then the choices start to to go into that. This year was very particular. I really wanted people to come back to theatres and feel the power of that through the collective, through the ensembles, through the many, and um, to the diversity of voices.
2: And do you think because? you know we're at a stage where we can attend performances that it'll be heightened that that interaction between the performers and the audience is going to be even more
1: fulfilling rich there is something that is almost reviving it's almost something becomes three three-dimensional again that moment where you hear the noises of people just chatting catching up and then boom silence the lights are off and everybody just almost breathe together there is a communal moment of expectation.
2: Are we mad in Culture File trying to um, do a a series about dance? You know, radio is not a visual medium and here we are trying to capture all these amazing performers that you're bringing over.
1: No, you're not. Well, and if you are, you are with me. (laughs) So, So definitely... Let's be mad together. So I think that there is a way in which things can be translated because what dance does connect with is imagination. Imagining the future, imagining the possible, imagining the next. We have what we have today, but we can have different tomorrow. And it's to us that change. And I think dance is part of that change.
0: Jasmine Chody there. Well, this year's Dublin Dance Festival kicked off on Tuesday night in the city with the Irish premiere of Sigifang, meaning magical monster in the Bambara language, spoken in parts of West Africa. The show is a collaboration between dancers and choreographers from West Africa, with stars and heritages from Mali, Senegal and Burkina Faso, as well as a dash of hip-hop. It's all come together under the guidance of Amala Dianor, a former hip-hop dancer who moved into... To contemporary dance in France, where he's based. The whole team fetched up in Dublin this week, where Culture Files Louise Williams brought her microphone to rehearsals at Dance House. Sigifa
3: means magical monster. We find this title because when we were talking about this project, we thought we were never gonna make it because it's too heavy, it's too ambitious. It's magical because we believe if it works, it will be crazy. My name is Amara Janor. I'm here in Dublin. My first time for the dance festival. And I'm very happy because I'm going to perform a piece with nine West African dancers. It's a project where I invite first three choreographers of three different cities of West Africa Naomi Fall from Mali. Ladjikone from Burkina Faso, Alunjang from Senegal, and I asked them to introduce me to free dancers. Oh, oh. I have to understand each person, each personality, his background, the way he's moving, and also the choreograph where they want to go with this project, with the dancer.
2: And how do you do that? Is it by watching? Is it by talking? Where does that real feel for the person as a dancer happen?
3: It was first for me, watching. Try to watch. And my work is I try to understand people uh, by watching them moving, talking, and working together. By working together, uh, it's very interesting for me because I know how people, they communicate And for me, it's more interesting than I can know how to speak with them, how to communicate finally with them. So after, I need to talk a lot, a lot, a lot, lot, and show them. I had to build a kind of a team, you know, because they were so different, so separate, free country, not the same languages, very intense.
2: How long did that process take and where were you? Paint me a picture of how this, this happened.
3: First, we started to work in December 19 in Senegal. And after, they, uh, we went to Burkina Faso. And after, I worked with them one week in Senegal. It was the week that I had to finalise the project. It was very intensive. We were supposed to do the premiere on the Saturday. And that was the day that the lockdown. And they said, OK, now we close.
2: So you were just about to reach this crescendo. Yeah. And it all fell apart. How yeah. many other dancers have gone through that, I wonder?
3: You know? Ah, it was, uh, it was a big mess. I have to start everything, uh, to start from scratch, to rebuild the energy, rebuild the, the team. It was uh, very intense, full of energy, Ooh. because everybody was so happy to come back to this project.
2: What's your name? What's your name? Je m'appelle Alicia Sebiagomis. Je suis votre interprète. So you've just been rehearsing. Vous avez fait la répétition ici Oui, on vient d'arriver ici à Dublin hier. So you got here yesterday. Bienvenue. Merci beaucoup. Bon, là, on a différents styles. On a du hip hop, break dance, contemporary dance, afro, traditional. So you're mixing up the dances. There's street dance, hip hop, traditional African dance. You're going from left to right. It's almost like you're scooping and then raising up with one hand. Scooping, raising up, scooping, raising up. Fantastic. And that's a Senegalese step. Cheboudienne.
1: and Barambay.
3: Lift your knees as much as possible. What they are doing right now is we realize that in the piece, what can help them is to put high the knee to
2: so lift the, to, yeah, yeah your colleague was saying lift your knees lift your yeah. knees
3: les genoux. and uh, and now what we are, we are training on a traditional senegalese step because when you do it you need to rise up your knee yeah. and this is what they need for all the peace
2: and alicia told me there's a step called Chebujen
3: Chebujen <laughs> is a traditional uh, rice and fish yeah it's a, a common uh, step it's a common step all these step it's a mix of a lot of movement, you know.
2: So the really high kick that yeah. she does yeah, as yeah, she's yeah. jumping.
3: That's something I knew since a long time. When, when they the dance, they try to imitate uh, the birds.
2: So are you a producer, a choreographer, a dancer, all of the above and more? Tell me about yourself.
3: First of all, I'm a dancer. I was a hip-hop dancer, and then I I learned contemporary dance in a a school in in Angers. And after that, I I decided to understand what is is it to be a choreographer. I didn't realize how hard it was, you know. But now, I built a network, a strong network, and I realized that now I have enough strong skills that I can share.
2: And do you still dance hip-hop, I wanted to ask as well.
3: I'm not dancing anymore hip-hop because uh, I'm too old for that. But I'm, <laughs> uh, I, I try to just mix.
2: Was it hard to make that transition from hip-hop into contemporary dance?
3: Back in the day, yes. Because it was more than 20 years ago. And my friends, they didn't understand why... I want to do contemporary dance because they know me as a great hip-hop dancer. And they say, are you crazy? You are going to be naked on stage, dancing without music. It's a trap. Don't go there. But me, I was fascinated about that because we forgot it was also dancing. The thing about,
2: I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, around street dancing and hip-hop is that it's very much your identity. And and how did that feel?
3: It's a very good question because, you know, hip-hop is about building your own identity. My identity was, I am a dancer. This is my way of dancing. In contemporary dance, I could be a hip hop dancer too. I had to be open, then it became mine.
0: Mala Dianoa, whose Sigifan had its Irish premiere this week. A dance of words next on the Culture File Weekly at Dance House, where choreographers and sisters Liz and Jenny Roach are running a workshop for the Dublin Dance Festival. The pair have become fascinated by the challenges and possibilities of putting dance into words. As part of this year's festival, they've gathered choreographers and dancers for a journey deep into words, written and spoken, in a session called Modes of Capture. Culture File's word wrangler Louise Williams joined them and choreographed these sounds.
4: You can go back letting that moment come back to you again.
2: The bodies of about 20 dancers are pinned to the floor at a studio in Dance house
5: so
1: Then you're naturally starting to bear a little bit more weight. So you're naturally starting to bring your feet... Liz, Liz
2: and Jenny Roach take it in turns to walk across the space, directing the dancers to undertake the slowest and smallest of movements It's almost a meditation on the sentences within the body, on movement as word. The squeak of toes against the polished floor. We're here to explore the edges of language to place dance within a critical discourse. The dancers are drawing into their bodies, inhaling, as if in preparation to exhale embodied sentences.
1: we really disciplined with that sentence. When does it start? When does it run out? It's gone, it's gone, it's gone.
4: People say dance is really non-verbal, but actually in the the creation process of a dance work, there's often a lot of descriptive language, in fact kind of metaphorical language. I remember working with a choreographer and she said in this moment, imagine that you've swallowed a rock, (laughs) you know, so this and, and that was the, the image that I needed to get the feeling in my body of that weightedness. I suppose gesture has the capacity to connect to the unconscious in, in ways that that language language maybe goes through more systematic kind of ways of understanding and kind of more moving into our conditioning and how we kind of exchange language, whereas movement has the possibility to kind of, you know, either subvert that or move beyond that or not kind of defy the possibility to really be completely pinned down.
1: For this last moment, let's see what it does. Let's open our eyes and move. And when you run out of movement, close your eyes and stop.
4: I was guiding them back to a particular performance moment and experience that they had and asking them to, to describe that and to be aware of what they were sensing, maybe seeing and um, hearing or you know, just trying to tune into the sensorial space. Just take some time to read through what you've written what are the details there that we miss because, you know, they're not really available to us in the moment because so much of how the body functions is to kind of close off too much information so that we can focus on the, on, on what we need to, to be doing. So uh, this allows you to go back and actually see, you know, the detail of what was in that moment. But it's not necessarily about writing beautifully, it's more about using writing to kind of pin things down so that you can it's like navigating back through a memory and uh, I'm just trying to get more and more kind of refined description of what was happening in that moment to allow them to maybe go deeper and deeper into it
2: Often people say that you can't put to words what you can feel but that's not true, if you truly truly feel it, you can I was so overjoyed that we could write what we were feeling and that's why I was like, I could come out of of that writing bit feel my emotion go deeper into it which is why that going in and coming out is so important mm, sometimes difficult to find the right words or i felt like is, like i had often this question is this word now really the right one i also felt like going through this experience i suddenly discovered different word combinations which actually described another layer of my movement, which I didn't use before.
4: As a dance artist, I mainly try to use my body for it, um, but I often will use uh, what is of writing what after movement or before movement to research those memories further, but having someone to actually helm the space, create the space, and just give us guidance as
3: to how to do that was really, really helpful. <laughs>
4: This allows you to go back and actually see, you know, the detail of what was in that moment, which can be really interesting, I think, for dancers as a way of processing or as a way of, you know, uh, connecting to the future creative work or or even just to play with kind of writing coming from moving. So how do you feel about dance on the radio? Well, it's really interesting because with COVID... We were all stuck on these kind of screen-based engagements and I found listening and hearing and going back to just a voice really, really almost much more powerful than the, the screen image, kind of evoking through sound. And it gives you a huge amount of space to create those pictures yourself. So, uh, so, so I think the voice and language can really evoke experience in a way that sometimes we lose when we just go back into this idea of the, the screen. <laughs>
0: Jenny Roach and workshoppers at Dance House were deploying words there with Louise Williams and the next Capturing Dance Making Through Writing workshop session is on Wednesday 25th. See dublindancefestival.ie for more. Now, if you were sorry to miss the Zoom crump battles of last year's festival, or even if you're just busy googling this sentence, don't panic because the curator of Dublin Dance Festival's street dance programme, Toby Omateso, and his Top Eight Street Dance Battles organisation are back at this year's festival, curating Dance Scapes, a show this time dedicated to female street dancers. Toby Omateso talked to Culturefile about his ever expanding art form. <coughs> I
5: know how it feels wake up. Pockets broke as hell, another rock to sell. One of the biggest and um, biggest challenges for one one to find his or her own style within the dance Baby on the way, man feels the pain. That's why you drink tangare so you can reminisce and
3: wish you wasn't living so devilish.
5: The street umbrellas. The first one will be in um battling. Because hip-hop is a battle culture. And the battle to physically represent the struggles that i face and there's a it's it's almost like a metaphor that if you can hold yourself on stage you can you can then you can then master yourself in life so battling it's not to say oh i am better than the other is to say okay I am, I am, I am able to face this challenge that is in front of me with the skills that I have, and I know that the more I practice my skills, the more I will be able to show. And then that's where the bravado comes in because the the individual is confident in their own ability and in their own skill. And it's and and that's the that's the metaphor, that's the hook, that's the catch. So there's battle then there is commercial work which is which is um the music videos um the ads um the films um yeah and then there's theater which is what is happening now and uh, with Danscape. so those three brackets will be what if i if i m- my student that's what i will make sure they touch on those three because within those three, then they will be able to find themselves in the in the artistry. Break dancing will be the first dance that will be in the Olympics that would that has been accepted in the Olympics game in 2024, which is amazing to see. Because breaking came from the street, and now it's it's in uh it's in one of the biggest sporting platform in the in the whole world. Um, the olympics um, which is going to be showcased in 2024 and we hope to have an irish team uh, participate. well
0: i mean i was i was wondering are you going to be on that team yeah
5: well it's 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 a long journey and um yes i truthfully yes i hope i hope to showcase that and now that's the fourth branch within the dance now it's it's a sport yesterday my life was with the rain oh baby
0: I saw the the video that you did for Culture Night a little while back and and I was thinking, oh yeah that's that's brilliant um you know where contemporary dance is actually meeting street dance, and you're moving you're using uh, moves that are like part of Duke or part of Crump into a kind of a language that is uh, contemporary dance. as myself and
5: a lot of street dancers actually we don't we don't tend to stay within that style although we that would be our preferred mode of expression when it comes to dancing but 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 we tend to want to grow and explore other different artistry or dance styles and then bring it bring it within our our own bodies My background is in street dance and um, and now it's just transitioning into movement based, um, um, yeah, just movement. And that's drawing, um, inspiration from all types of mo- movement worldwide, but still paying homage to my root, which is street dance. And, and you can see that in the, in, in that particular performance, um, for culture night, where I took a reference of, um, Garavaggio, because there's a Garavaggio, um, 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 painting, um, um, in the space. So I you I, I, I took that reference, and I layered my own um, street dance expression, which is breaking and hip hop, and like you said, crump, and also then some contemporary um, um, influence. But crump originated in uh, in um, LA in the states and um it's actually an acronym it's um so kingdom radically uplifting mighty praise and it's actually coming from a christian um um um, religious background and it's just a way of um, exerting energy and like you know giving praise and um i'm not sure if you're quite familiar um, with the term when the holy spirit comes upon you and you shake vigorously and you want to you, you connect to that entity and um it actually has a little bit, um a lot of um spiritual um uh, connotation to to that dance form
0: The funny thing people might be surprised is that you came across uh, that kind of dance in Ireland, essentially.
5: Yes. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Right. I wasn't, I I wasn't, I didn't, I did. Although I grew up um, 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 as half Nigerian and half Irish or Nigerian Irish. um, uh, But I would have grown up around music and dance in general within um, cultural context, you know. Um, we would have had social gatherings my parents would have invited friends over birthday parties but i did not find that art form and and recognized it as an art form um at that not until when i was yeah, 15 years old in carlo on party's day was my first performance on stage so me and my friend we watched a movie called you got served after watching that movie we looked at each other and said, "I think we can do this." The expression, the moves, the the swagger, the the intent of those actors, and then obviously the dancers, and we could, we could, we could. Most importantly, we could just identify that. Ah, okay, yes, this is. It, I I don't know. It, it, you know when something just hit the soul, and that literally hit hit our soul. And, and, and that was in Carlo, you know, Carlo, Ireland, watching a movie, and that's how I, it literally all began, literally all began from that encounter.
0: Tobio Amateso there, and his programme featuring Jessie O'Reilly, Onai Tofuma, and Jesse Thompson is at Wood Quay Amphitheatre in Dublin from Friday 27th to Sunday 29th. See DublinDanceFestival.ie for times. Tickets are free, and you don't even got a book. And that brings to a close the leap in the air that was this special dance edition of the Culture File Weekly. We'll all be back with more soaring expansions next week. Till then, bye now.